Blog Talk Radio. BDPAI Radio showcases IT entrepreneurs, technology experts, and computer science academics. We highlight people with a passion for educating our youth in science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. BDPAI Radio Show serves the BDPA members, sponsors, entrepreneurs, educational institutions, and the black community. BDPAI Radio, linking business, education, and technology. Welcome to the BDPA iRadio show. I'm Jayla Cruz. Tonight is Tuesday, February 9th, 2016, and our guests are Adwait Walimbe, VP of Analytics for the Publicist Group, and uh, we may be having an open microphone as well. Our co-hosts include myself, Jayla Cruz, Tim Butts, and Ron Story. Our studio engineer is Everaldo Calamore, and our producer is Fran McNeil. So with that, let's get started with our first interview. Tim? Thank you, Jayla. Good evening, BDPA residents, members, guests, partners, and friends. We are going to have a wonderful show tonight, and as Jayla mentioned, at the end of the interview, you have an, op- you have an opportunity to call in and actually have live mic with us, so please take advantage of that. I have that posted on my Twitter and my Facebook, as well as our chapters have that posted on their websites as well. Our guest is Ed Waite, the publicist, the publicist group. He's VP of Analytics. Now, I'd like to read a brief information hook for you so you can get acquainted with him, as we've all had the pleasure to do on our side. I like to think of Ed Waite as the most decorated BDPA student member in the organization's history. Strong words, right? Well, here's why we say that. He joined BDPA while still in junior high school and is still involved. That's right. He participated in his local chapter, Student Information, Technology, Education, and Scholarship Program. That's the site's program. Here's a fact for you. In our over 30 years of BDPA history, he has been part of the winning team at the National BDPA High School Computer Competition Championship five times. Five times. Well, he's taken his investment, what he's learned from BDPA, and what he's won from those five times of championship to attend the University of Minnesota. Coupled with that, he's also an Eli Lilly scholarship winner. He's worked with other teammates on IT startups, and now he's doing lots of different things in the community. We are going to have a great time listening to his story of his journey and how BDPA has impacted his career and his choices. So without further ado, I introduce to you and reintroduce to others, Ed Waite. How are you this evening, sir? I'm doing great. What an introduction. Excellent. Thank you. Hey, well worth it, well worth it. I alluded to, within our introduction, I alluded to you being involved with the organization for a long time, and I'm sure you've seen lots of different things come and go and change in your career in school and now a professional career. But BDPA has been a constant. What has kept you involved? What I'm, what I'm most proud of with uh, BDPA is just being part of the chapter. Um, 
growing from a student to a technologist, and now becoming like a coach even, right? Being able okay. to pay forward to the next generation of techies, I think that's been really rewarding. Um, whether it's as a professional networking with other VPN members, whether it's trying to you know, give back and be part of the chapter board, um, or just jumping in. Like I still keep in touch with all, almost all the team members that we used to compete with or people from other branches and other chapters. So it's, it's, a, it's a community. It's a family. And that's really cool. Hear me okay? Can you hear me? Yep, I can hear you. Okay, great. So that involvement, those relationships that were developed, have in turn taught a lot to you. You've had great role modeling, I'm sure, and likewise, you've also become a role model. In terms of role modeling and service, I'm thinking that you've probably had a few accomplishments that are noteworthy. Any that you'd like to share and perhaps even weed out an accomplishment you feel most proud of? I mean, our our chapter did some really great stuff. Um, Zach Garbo, just folks on our team, over the years, we've won championships, we've competed in different events, we've been very active in our own community in, in Rochester, Minnesota, and in the Minnesota area, and the broader Midwest area. But the thing that I'm most proud of personally is being able to pay it back. Um, I spent two yeah. years on the board back at our chapter and you know, try to help us figure out how we can make the program better for the next generation of folks. So that's the thing, that's the thing that I'm most proud of is being able to pay it back, pay it forward. Um, and I encourage anyone who has the chance to be part of a BDPA chapter, whether it's in a national capacity or a local capacity, to, to take that opportunity and then really uh, pay it forward or bring whatever skill sets, network, whatever you can bring to the table. And um, these are kids who really want to learn they're professionals who want to grow themselves and might be finding a ceiling or struggling with a, some kind of challenge. So being there for each other, forming community, um, trying to help, I, I, it's, it's incredibly rewarding. I, w I would definitely encourage you to do it if you have a chance. That's tremendous. I love the feedback you're giving because it's so genuine. And likewise, it's very doable. I would encourage the members out there and some casual listeners to take heed to some of that. Really try to apply yourself and learn, apply, build relationships within the BDPA organization. So I mentioned earlier in your introduction the publicist group. Tell me about the publicist group, first of all. And secondly, VP of analytics. I'd love to know what does a VP of analytics do at the publicist group? Sure. Um so the overall media and advertising industry is undergoing just massive transformation, like almost every other industry is, as a result of technology and data and just the whole digital world that we live in. And Publicis Group is one of the largest media agency groups in the entire world. Um, they're based in France, and they have branches all over the world. So it's, it's, it's a it's huge entity that's um, trying to reposition itself in this new world. Um, okay. And my belief is that analytics is at the center of it. I think that the magic is where data and technology meet this business transformation. Um, and so I'm building a new business unit focused on decision intelligence products to inform sound marketing decisions within each of our um, marketing organizations that we work with. Um, 
So that's really exciting. The fact is, I mean, no matter what role you play, you're the CEO of that job. And so you've got to own it and you've got to figure out, you know, how can I improve my company or my organization in some uh, material, meaningful way? Um, for me, it's how do I leverage what I know about data and technology um, and data science and decision intelligence to, to be a contributor in this period of transformation? Exceptional. Exceptional. Did you go from high school directly into an opportunity like this? How were you groomed to reach this level of professional activity, technology knowledge, as well as the savvy to do what you do now? BDPA. Um, Hey. No, it's true. Along the whole way, from the beginning, it was becoming a, a fantastic technologist and the way I became that was by working with some of the best technologists that I, I know or I ever met. Um, folks like Zach Garbo, Nat Calvert, um, people in our program, Chris Kundinger, right? People in our Southern Minnesota program who worked at IBM or Mayo Clinic and spent a couple hours on the weekend trying to help out. And these are yep. folks who had tons and tons of patents. They're, they're brilliant people, right? They are brilliant people. Yes, they are. So getting to work with them and, and learn from them, um, that was the first stage of my journey as an individual contributor building competency. The, the second skill set that I had to learn, um, or the second arc of my journey was how to scale that. How do you scale the ability to create something from nothing into something that's meaningful and adds value for society, right? So monetization, business skills, project management skills, how do you scale it with a team with other people um, and leadership skills, right? And yep. that was kind of the intangible side of BDPA. It wasn't so much of, what we learned in the classroom or what we, were, what we read off of the read in books or, you know, what we were measured on in the competition. It was more, you know, the dynamics of working with a team, working with other people. It was doing freelancing engagements on the side or, or consulting and subcontracting out to your friends. It was things that um, opportunities were always in front of us, and there were a small group of us who actually took that chance to capitalize on those opportunities and, you know, try to partner and try to lead and try to bring each other forward. So for me in that second leg, it was looking up to people like Charlie Perkins, um, one of our chapter presidents who helped me yep. uh, secure a job at Mayo Clinic for a year. And mm-hmm. that, that's where I learned a lot of the skills of, in terms of how I could take my software engineering knowledge and apply it to um, a corporate environment. It was Zach Garbo who um, was our coach and my, one of my personal mentors. And he, he actually got me into freelancing engagements, actually helping startups and early-stage businesses and mid-sized businesses in the Minnesota area figure out how they can use digital technology, build e-commerce platforms, um, build out products effectively that could make their business better, um, give them more reach to an audience um, across the world. So I started to see in the second phase of, of my learning and, and working with people who are already proficient at this kind of stuff within my BDPA family, within my BDPA network, um, in terms of how I could actually take something that I can build from nothing and apply it to create value for society. And I'd say the third leg of the journey was, um, was around how do I take that and, and scale it and then coach other people to, to do these types of things, right? Um, so it's, I would say it's individual contributor, like being a technologist, management, leadership, leading a team, and you know, driving outcomes, building stuff that's 
adds value. And then number three, how do you um, build teams of people who can do that themselves, right? So how do you build institutional knowledge through processes, people, technology, um, yep. so that your next generation of leaders can can then take things and, and, and run with them, right? And yeah. that's something that I learned at Walmart. I think that was my Walmart MBA. I, I, I got there by working with a guy named Ben Hassan. He was um, he was my sponsor into the company, and uh, we he known me over the years and while I was in BDPA and while I was competing. And we sat down at a conference a couple of years ago, and we just ama- it was just an amazing relationship ever since then. Um, so I'm really grateful to have him, and he helped me not only get into Walmart, but guided me while I was there in terms of how to navigate and how to become a great leader, right? So, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, there's a long, long version of the story as well, but I guess the, the point is I had people along the way that were there for me that, that had already gone through the journey and so they could accelerate my development. Um, and when I was, and when I needed a champion or a fan, they were always there for me. Um, I mean, their sponsor there for me too. So I think that's really important is to have those people, um, and then you also have to follow that up and back it up with results, right? Yep, yep. I love the story you just told because it really uh, places the the lineage of education, experience, exposure, and then the opportunity to assess your potential and then to realize your potential while you're going through the grooming process and then the actualization process in your career. That's a beautiful thing, and I love the fact that you're paying your your homage back to those that went before you and setting up that chapter and uh, having that experience available for all the youth in the southern Minnesota area. I'm fortunate because I was one of the founding members of that chapter, so I look proudly at your history, and I'm very, very proud of you. I just want to put that plug in there. Uh, as I was at Mayo, as I was at Mayo Clinic as a clinical facilitator for a number of years, and uh, was developing EHR systems in their infancy, and now I'm out doing that over in Houston, Texas. So I, I likewise can look at the work from BDPA and my career, but this isn't about me. This is about you tonight. So back to the questions at hand. And I want to put something in your lap as far as how you can convey this to our BDPA iRadio audience. Lessons learned. You gave us a really good picture of your career, different experiences over a period of time. But I am so sure that during that time, might be a road bump, might be interesting personality, might be a project you didn't expect. Tell us a little bit about lessons lessons learned that you've experienced and you'd like to share with our BDPA iRadio audience. There's, and uh, absolutely, this is not a glamorous journey. Um, that only happens in fairy tales. You have to, you have setbacks and you have roadblocks and and you have to work through them. That's what learning and growth is about. It's And that's the cool thing is I used to think that um, I wanted to, be a senior leader and, and do great things, but I didn't know what that meant. I looked up to these role models, but I didn't know what they'd gone through to become a different type of person, right? And so it's not about setting a goal to achieve the goal. It's who you become as a result of getting there. Mm. So definitely, I'm what you're saying. Um, okay. 
there's two lessons that I'd like to share. Uh, the first is be technical. In today's digital world, it takes a technologist to lead, right? Um, I agree. Times in my life, well, I've been at times in my life where I started as a techie, and I feel pretty confident to say that I was one of I was a, one of a very good, you know, technical, one of the best technical folks in our chapter, um, and one of the best technical folks among the people that I work with or talk to, growing up mm-hmm. in my career early on, all of that. But there was a point in my career where people around me who had mentors who had shared their journey so that there was a switch that they had to turn. And they had to stop being technical and start being leaders, stop doing and start leading. Um, and I started Hold on a second. Yeah, go ahead. Did you say they had, to, they had to stop being technical and start being leaders? That that was the guidance I got in that moment, right? And so I started okay. applying some of the, some of this advice um, because I did want to grow, I didn't want to develop, and I didn't want to be close-minded to what might be something beyond my scope, right? And okay. so I listened and I applied it, and then I began to realize that there were so many little gaps of things that I didn't understand or didn't know um, mm-hmm. as a result of not going deep and not being technical. And I feel like. As a technologist, it's it's part of the language of how I got to where I was, even in that moment, even in that stage of my journey. And giving that up meant that I was developing a skill set that I didn't have, which was partially okay. good. I was developing a communication um, and influencing skill set that I didn't have um, or I wasn't as adept in. I was developing entire skill sets that I wasn't as adept in, which was good, but I wasn't the best at those things. And so at my level, I, I wasn't able to compete and be really, really good in the way that I was when I was a techie. And so what okay. I realized was it's really important to – what's gotten you here isn't going to get you there, but what's gotten you here is so important. And in today's digital world, of all the things to give up, technology is not one of them. So be technical. That's so true. Um, yeah. And so not only can you lead in today's digital world, but you can live in the future right, through the lens of technology. You can see what can be done, right? If you understand technology, you can see where, where the business is going and, and craft that future as well and be part of it. Um, if you, you watch sound like a true technologist. Stuff, you sound like a true technologist when you make that statement. I love it. It was such a, um, such a moment of truth for me in terms okay. of, yeah, I mean, life is a grindstone, whether it polishes you up or grinds you down, depends on what you're made of. And I yep. feel like at my heart, at my core, I'm a product guy, I'm a techie. Um, there are other parts to me, obviously, but that's something that's very important to me. And so by giving that up, I, I felt like I lost a bit of myself, a bit of my identity. And it took me a while. It took me some challenges and roadblocks, but I regained that, and I, and I would impart that to the next generation that no matter what anybody tells you, you'll find. And it's not, um, it's not uncommon. There's many managers, many directors, many VPs, many, many CIOs who believe that not going deep, not being technical, makes you a better leader, makes you a better leader in the eyes of the overall business. And my my challenge to that is, no, if you're a technologist, you need to be technical, um, any part of the organization. So if you watch the data, you can understand how a business runs. If you understand the technology around the data, you can see what's possible and what you can do with it to change the way the business runs. And so if you really want to innovate, you need to be technical. So that's my first, you know, lesson and, and encouragement to the, to everybody out there. Excellent. 
My second lesson is be bold, be visible, be heard. And this is the second lesson that I've learned over time, which is there's a difference between building a great product and building a great business. And what what I was pointing to in my last comment was, in the last lesson, was that people were telling me you have to be this or that. You have to give up one to be the other. And the mm. fact is you need both. It's not an or, it's an and. Okay. And so this is not the information age. I know we talk about data and information and knowledge. The fact is that we're drowning in information and we're starving for wisdom. And so being wow. able to distill that, translate it, building diehard fans, right, is really critical to be successful in today's age. Fans of technology, fans of methodology. When you say fan, elaborate a little bit for me, please. Fans of you first. People have to okay. believe in you before they'll listen to you at all. People have to trust you before they'll care about what you're trying to say or what you're trying to pitch. Whether it's so a product, start. whether it's an organizational yeah. change, whether it's yeah. an investment that you need to, to move forward, whether it's an idea. People need to believe in you first. So building diehard fans is the first step. I interpret that as a technologist. I interpret that as be credible when you use your technology. Know your technology well enough to apply it at the right time, be able to put it in terms that the layman can understand, as well as translate it to the words that another technologist will understand. Are we on the same page? I think it's pretty easy to talk amongst technologists. If you've got a full-stack engineer and you're talking to them, you know exactly what layer of the stack you're talking at, you can talk in terms of data models. You can talk in terms of architecture diagrams. You can talk in terms of there's UML models for almost everything, right? And so there yep. is a methodology in architecture. There's a language technology. And so talking to product folks at any level is, I think that's that's relatively easy because there's so much literature and so much uh, uniformity and structure that comes into um, the language of technology, even code, like there's pseudocode. But my point is, so the best way to articulate the point would be to look at the lean canvas. This is something that's uh, out there. It's widely available. It's part of kind of a lean stack, a way of building products, a way of building businesses. And there's two parts to the lean canvas. So one page is really simple. Um, one part is the product side. And the other side is the market side. So the idea is that the perfect business is a product market fit, right? Yep. And so for it to be successful, you need to make sure that you have a good product, and you have customers that want to buy that product and care about it, right? So we as techies need to be technical. We need to understand our product. We need to know who we're selling and how we're doing it and the best way to optimize that. We also need to understand who's going to use it and why. There we go. Yeah. We're going to make money off yep. it, right? We understand the, yep. the big picture of the, the technology as well as the fans. So we need to be technical, but we also need to be visible workplace advice, corporate advice, as much as it is business advice if you want to start on your own and be an entrepreneur. In fact, to that point, um, I don't see the difference between entrepreneurs and the everyday working professional. I think that entrepreneur, entrepreneur within an organization 
successful, you may take ownership of the business. Become the CEO of your organization. Whether it's an organization of three lines of code or it's an organization of a thousand people. With ownership of your area, try to get the best that you can. Leave it a little bit better than when you found it. Um, leave a legacy. Good things happen. I got it. Now, some of the um, words of wisdom you shared were a little degraded in our connection. So I want to know if in the remaining minute you could give me a solid final thought as a takeaway for our audience. And I'm going to look to my uh, director of our show tonight to kind of guide me if we can have any wiggle room in uh, elaborating further on your final words. So go ahead. The floor is yours. Thank you. Uh, well, so I want to thank you guys for taking the time. People from the BDPA community have been impacted so positively, share their stories, and uh, pay it forward. I mean, there's only so much we can do is in a chapter or in a room or with, with two or three other people. Having a channel like this is really, really fantastic to reach a broader audience and try to make an impact. That being said, um, my final thought is Dream big and work hard. Set a goal so big that you can't achieve it until you grow into the person who can. There you go. And I'll, and I'll, I'll offer some advice. I'll offer a couple of votes for you guys um, just from my experience of how to do that. The first thing is build an indisputable competency and brilliance in your subject matter, whatever your passion might be. Make there learning you go. and unlearning and relearning part of your professional and personal ethos, right? So for me, that was yep. become a technologist, right? Okay. But I, de but I definitely recommend that you start there. Next, have a game plan. Continuously and consistently review your game plan and try to make it something that's like bold, hairy, audacious, right? Your own BHAG, something that's, that inspires you and, and compels you to move forward. Yep. Checking off a milestone should be fun. Right? It should be like traveling. Um, always lean towards actions and outcomes. Energy and actions result in impact. And that's what you want to get towards, is actually making a dent in that game plan on those big, hairy goals, on those big dreams. And the best way to do that is by action, by doing stuff, um, not by thinking or, or talking. When Take you speak rate. about goals, but when you speak about goals, do you talk about personal goals or organization goals? Both. This needs to be part of your professional and personal ethos. It's it's how do you develop your career? I mean, that's what we're we're talking about today. But I'll I'll extend that into your personal life. If you have financial goals, you have relationship goals, you have personal travel goals, any kind of goals you might have. You want to get fit. Um, it's the same. The science of achievement is transferable. So true. So true. Take risks. Like it. And take chances. Keep lists. I, I have a list. I actually have a couple of books for you guys. Um, take risks and take chances. Be bold. Go okay. for it. Yeah. So ships pegged in a in safe harbors don't make much of a sale. And my last bullet for you guys is always give back by helping others. When you're ready to hang your hat. Who you help is what will stay in your heart. Leave a legacy. You're never too small to develop others. Everyone needs a hand. 
So true. If you were going to look back at your legacy at this point in your life and in your career, what three words would you say personify your legacy? Grateful. Okay. That's the only word I need. Yeah. I mean, I'm proud. Um, okay. I'm happy, but most That's of all, I'm grateful. Beautiful. Beautiful. Spoken like a true team member. You've been so kind to share so many elements of your career path and the changes that you've gone through and maturity that you've acquired, focused on, and planned for because things like what you're doing now don't just happen. They occur because you've planned, you've sacrificed, you've made choices, but you also, as you mentioned, have looked at that goal and have stayed focused, diligently, disciplined, and pursued it and worked hard on honing in on getting it accomplished. And you're seeing the fruit of your labor. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Absolutely. I hope that you had a few other members from the uh, Minnesota area listening tonight. If they're listening in, we want to just remind you folks you can always reach out to us on the website, and tonight we even have the opportunity for you to call in. The number's there on the site, and uh, ping us there. But uh, looking for my radio show engineer to let me know if we have anyone on the line yet or if we can uh, go to a commercial break. And I, you're going to still hang with me, though, right? Absolutely. I've got to. Okay, great, great. Let's take a quick break. Cut the radio and uh, go to one of our sponsors, and then we'll buzz back in for whatever's next. BDPA is the premier organization for people of African-American descent in the information technology industry. BDPA exists to advance the careers of African-Americans in the IT industry from the classroom to the boardroom. You can find BDPA on group site, Twitter, and Facebook. Hi, everyone. It's Jayla. I'm back. And we decided to wrap up the show tonight. Um, again, we are eager to hear from you as our audience and to get feedback on the show. And if you're interested in asking questions, feel free to call in and uh, reach out to us on the website at www.bdpa.org. We've had an exciting lineup uh, today uh, featuring Edwait Wellenbe, VP of Analytics for the Publicis Group. Uh, the variety, um, and then uh, we also wanted to thank our co-host, Tim Butts, uh, Ron Story, and myself, Jayla Cruz. Thank you to our studio engineer, Everardo Gallimore. Thank you to our producer, Fran McNeil. Extra appreciation to Mr. Wayne Hicks, Executive Director of the BDPA Education and Technology Foundation. Thank you, everyone, for listening to the BDPA iRadio Show. I'm Jayla Cruz, inviting you to listen in on the second and fourth Tuesday of every month at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Our next show airs Tuesday, February 23rd, 2016, so join us at www.blogtalkradio.com slash BDPA. BDPA iRadio, linking business, education, and technology.
The BDPA iRadio Show creates a vibrant communications platform that speaks to all BDPA stakeholders. Hosted by Fran McNeil, sponsored by the BDPA Education and Technology Foundation, and the Executive Director, Wayne Hicks. Produced by Everaldo Gallimore. Technical advice by John Melanson. BDPA iRadio broadcasts the second and fourth Tuesday of every month. Join us on blogtalkradio.com backslash BDPA.